queen, you have to start the show strong and you have to end the show strong. Those are the two key elements. You can't be like Pancake, all exciting at first, but then by the end, you're fucking sick of them. Catching Screedlers. It's a bonus episode of Humor and the Abject. Aren't you a bunch of lucky little cuckwagons? Our good pal, Jason Powell, from the band Guantanamo Bay Watch was in town last night playing a show at Elsewhere in Bushwick and was generous enough to take some time to speak with Sean. This was recorded in a bar before their show. We used a portable microphone and there is background noise. Deal with it. Jason and Sean went to college together back in Oregon. Isn't that cute? Guantanamo Bay Watch is almost done with a massive tour and they still have a few dates left if you live somewhere other than New York. Maybe they're playing your town. Maybe not. Especially if you live somewhere like fucking Idaho or some other bullshit state like that. Anyways, their show was totally nuts and many beers were had. I saw some people smoking weed at one point. We hope you enjoy this mini-interview with Jason Powell. If you don't, you can get fucked. Sean. Yeah, you're on good tour? To, yeah, I am. Yeah. Good to be here. Just got in from Massachusetts. Yeah, from Jamaica Plain. Jamaica Plain. Right on. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, Guantanamo Baywatch, I remember sitting in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. maybe like 2009 or something, Yeah, at a bar with Matt Green and Craig Wheat. I think you made up the name. I think, no, I don't know if I came <laughs> I up I don't remember the how the story, the story I tell is one I of us made it I just remember that up. we were hammered, and then you insisted, you had a really brilliant idea that you're going to start a, a surf band whose theme was uh, the, the politics around torture, called Guantanamo Baywatch, and, yeah. and everyone told you not to do that. Uh, I probably shouldn't have and named it that. <laughs> Starting the band wasn't a bad idea, but maybe the name was... Uh, Has it transcended the pun at this point? Is it just sort of a... Uh, it's it's funny. It's like, um, you know, because we've been we've been doing it for maybe, you know, eight or nine years now. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's like uh, people will get, you know, we'll go through a period where, like, our fans are really young. And yeah. they don't know what the fuck that means. Okay. Yeah. And so everyone's like, yeah, it's, it's like punk. They don't even know what Baywatch is, probably. Well, yeah, probably yeah. not. <laughs> you know, they're like, it's like the dead Kennedys. Like, who would... Yeah, they don't know who the Kennedys are, <laughs> you know. Um, but then, then like, we'll go through a phase where then, like, everyone gets really offended by it, you know, sure. every three years or so. And I'm like, you know, we've been doing this forever, you know. And they're like, who's this new band with this shitty name oh. with it making fun of torture, you know. And so it's like... 
But it's not like you called it black pussy or like well, whatever those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know, it's like I used to fight it a lot. Like, and now it's like, <clears throat> you know, I get it. It's like torture and like shit that happened in Guantanamo is not funny. You yeah. know, at all. Yeah. But, um, the, but the pun isn't at the expense. I don't think of well, the people I hope. who were interred there. I think it was when you named it. It was like a very charged like thing to make fun of. You just had to make fun of the Bush. Like, what else were you supposed to do? But like, it's not that the Bush administration was funny, but what they did was like laughable. Like, it was the only sure. way to kind of respond, right? Right. Was to, like, kind of make fun of it. Yeah. Because like, how do you process something like that? Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still feel like both ways about it. It's funny. We did an interview with this like pretty conservative newspaper, like in Knoxville. Okay. You know, and and the guy was asking about the name. He's like, "That's yeah, great. It's a great name." And I was like. <laughs> Well, you know, and so I had the, and I like went into my whole thing about, you know, it's like, well, this and that. And he's like, yeah, but people are so sensitive now. You oh, know, right. and it's like, You're yeah, like, well, no, I guess. I'm, like, well, I'm sensitive to their sensitive. I'm trying to. You know, right. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, if I could go back, I would definitely change the brand name. You know, I mean, just straight up, just should have named it something else. But I, th- I think that's fine, though. It, it's okay. At this point, it's just, it's just a name. Well, there's nothing to do about no, it now. All band names are bad. Yeah, there are, that's, that is true. I don't know if they're really any good. I haven't ones. heard. I mean, I like Natural Child's band name. Natural Child? Yeah, they're like Ooh. kind of this like country band, you know, like this is kind it? of country rock band. So it kind of fit. And they're from Nashville. That, that, I, it's like, I don't know. It's Natural just one of those names where you, yeah, well, you, you can do like, whatever. That's what I like. Yeah. You know, Guantanamo Bay, how many different musical out, you know, avenues can you take? Sure. Pretty much just punk surf punk rock, surf, you yeah, know. Yeah. <clears throat> so grating kind of snarly punk surf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, so where where else have you are you about halfway through, two thirds of the way through the tour? Well, we it's we're actually nine weeks total into it, and there's eleven weeks. Okay. So nine we did eleven. And we're in New York. Wow. Yes. Talk about charged. <laughs> um, we're uh, we did two weeks. Like when our we just had a new record come out, so we did two weeks on the West Coast, just doing like multiple record release parties, mm-hmm. which I wish I would have thought of earlier because record release party is the best show. Everyone comes out, you sell a shit ton of merch. And there's always a guarantee, a good guarantee at the bar. Yeah, yeah. And we always used to play one, so now we played like seven. So we made seven times the money, which was awesome. That's cool. That's like a business can have a grand opening for like a, a win. Like it exactly. can be like three or four weeks. Right. Can be their grand opening. Yeah. So that was brilliant idea. Perpetual record release. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> Just very all cool. over the country. Uh, where else have you all played on the tour? Well, then we went to after that two weeks. We went to Europe for five weeks. Oh wow. And there was like 40 shows in a row, and was just terrible. I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was awesome. You know, it's like it's great, but it's just you know playing that many shows in a row. Yeah. <clears throat> in places where you're having to change over your money and you know learn different languages and deal with French people. You know, it's uh, it's it's too much. I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. So when did when did you get back to the states then? Um, and that that Europe leg was part of the eleven weeks total. Yeah. You so did forty shows in the middle of in in Europe. Yeah. So we did like Jesus. seven going before. Uh-huh. Then the last show was in L.A. Flew out of L.A. Did something like thirty. Yeah. I mean, it was like thirty-seven. You know, some odd that's, shows that's in a row. To 40. Had like two days off, which was the day before tour started and the day after it ended. <laughs> and. Um, I got really sick, <clears throat> and then we came back, we had 10 days off, and then we came out 
happened here. So we're two weeks into this. Wow. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's way too much. You're doing a van. Yeah, we had a. We didn't do our van this time. We used a different guy's van. Just some guy. Yeah, just some Mama. idiot. You know. Some guy with a van. No. <laughs> no, it's a friend of ours named Jeff. <laughs> He's not an idiot. Um, in Portland. But. What uh? What are some of the highlights for weird city experiences that have happened? I mean, I don't really remember most of the shows. Yeah. I try to forget everything immediately. Do you play in bounce or do you usually stick around afterwards? Like after the show? Yeah. Oh, I'm out of there as the fast next, as yeah. possible. You know, it's like, <laughs> it was so funny in Europe, I got to the point where it was just like, you know, I was pretty much high the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then in Europe, a lot of places you play, you can stay at the venue. And there's literally like three shows in a row where I, uh, we we got done playing the last song. Oh, sorry, backed up. Got done playing the last song, and I would like turn the amp off, put the guitar down, and walk straight through the crowd onto a bunk bed and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, "One more song!" I'm like, I'm asleep. Yeah, I'm very tired. So, we, yeah, I mean, we played this place in um, Sopilana, Spain, or some some fucking place like that, and they had a this giant parade that was happening while we were there. We got there early and the, the city is like blocked off. It might Tarragona, Spain. And we and the city is blocked off in these like four quadrants and the different they're having a festival where everyone like the different neighborhoods they would all wear the same shirt and have little parades. Mm-hmm. And they all had different mascots. So they're doing these parades with these crazy like fiberglass like deity like uh, gargoyle kind of things that they would carry on their backs. And so the one neighborhood we were in, their gargoyle, like, gang affiliate or whatever was, like, this weird dragon with big titties. Mm -hmm. And then all these kids would go up to the titty dragon and put um, pacifiers on it. And then they had, like, this all-girl marching band that was just, like, playing cadence, walking through the street. And everyone's, like, dancing and... Everyone was eating like, you know, like these cured meat sandwiches. And Holy shit. It was pretty cool. The show was terrible, but that part was really great. Wait, is it? And I'm asking out of genuine curiosity because I've never really done this, but when you go and you play these places in Europe, is it like, what's that process like? Because are you, is there a booking person who does this? Or are you like, oh, we know that people here listen to us? Or it's, how it's in super the world weird. does that work? I mean, we. We had a booking agent <clears throat> that did, he, he's kind of just a guy, he, that's not even really a booking agent, he's a guy that calls other booking agents that he knows, okay. and then they set up shows in different cities. Phone tree. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> we got totally screwed on this, this is the second time we, we went out, got totally ass fucked by our booking agent, lost a shit ton of money, but um, basically like, yeah, it's, it's weird, and that's what makes it so strange is you have no idea where you're going yeah like what you're actually going to get paid what it's like what the scene is so I mean some places you show up and it's like 1500 people show up you know and it's like insane we played in Liverpool at this psych fest that was just nuts like insane like so much fun like great and then you know we go to these towns where it's like no one even shows up like literally no one like the guy to open the door Uh to the venue doesn't show up you know there's no sound guy, you know? It's like in these like little wine cellars beneath uh-huh. like some French bar. It's uh, 
it's it's super cool. I mean, it's cool that people even want you to come out, so you kind of can't complain very much. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like a nightmare most of the time. And do you feel like you get to? Uh, are you experiencing any of the places that you're going to, or is it just kind of? You you do, but it's not like the stuff you would do as a tourist. You know, like I've never I've played in Paris now three times and never seen the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Or whatever they've got there. <laughs> it's Eiffel Tower. Leaning Tower of Pizza or whatever. No, I think um, it's, the, it's the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but you get to see other stuff, like weird clubs and underground shit that you wouldn't usually get to see, which is really cool. That part. Yeah, I mean, I'm complaining, but I'm kind of joking, too. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Well, I'm sure it's tiring. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it, it's cool. Really, it's just... Just French people, you know, are just just the worst people in the world. Like, yeah, I've, heard that. <laughs> I've never been, but it, it seems like yeah, it's like you get you get there, and I mean it, that's also a joke in case there's any French people listening. Like, I don't it's know. like you get I don't to know a if bar, I have a big French, yeah, big French that. following. You get there, and it's like people that are uh, you know very like standoffish, like oh, you're in our bar, like fuck you, like I came to see you, but fuck you. I know nothing about you, but fuck you, but I still paid to get in. Uh-huh. And then by the end of the night, like... Maybe the name triggers something for them because they were they wouldn't participate in the, in uh, the Bush awesome. regime. Oh, that's they, true, they yeah. Might, that, that might be a... They could think that you're sort of a pro... Yeah, pro maybe. Kind of, yeah. Hold on, <laughs> but then the funny thing is, is like, at the end of the night, just like everybody, every French person you meet every night is as drunk as they've ever been ever just uh, high school girl drunk every single night like <laughs> spitting in your face hanging on you trying to offer you weed that they don't have oh, right, um, yeah. just come over here now we gotta go to this guy's house we get no 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 we're gonna go over here and now we gotta take this picture meet this guy just obnoxious drunk cool yeah it's an unbelievable it's amazing really I haven't been that drunk since I was in college French maybe. drunk French drunk, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Man. Do they post Instagram photos with you in them the next morning? Then you get notifications and things like that. But yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, like kind of fan fan people there that want to take a lot of selfies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The drunk people do not remember you at all. Probably <laughs> the next morning. Uh, uh, so the new, uh, the new record. When did you write it? Because you write the best bulk of the music and everything, right? What's that? You write all the music, right? All the music, yeah. Yeah, I wrote it, um, well, shit, I don't know how long it's been now, but we lived in Arizona, so it's been maybe, probably since it, because it takes like six months to make the record and, you know, to like, even after you're done with it, it takes a long time to press it and master it and all that stuff, so, I mean, the whole process took like a year and a half, two years to get it from the time I started writing to when it's like in your hand. Yeah. yeah. Where did you guys record? In Atlanta. In Atlanta? Yeah, at Living Room Recording in Atlanta. There's the guys that we recorded with for the last album. And um, it's cool. It's a pain in the ass to go out to Atlanta to record. And then even then, I bring stuff home and record in my own studio and stuff. And then flew back out there to mix. It's like probably the worst way to record an album. <laughs> you know, you should probably shouldn't do it that way. But. Do you all record together at the same time? Uh, yeah, like all the tracks, we do like scratch tracks, so like everything is recorded live, and then you kind of go back and listen. Part. Right, and then like, you, and you, but really what you're trying to do is capture the drums, because the drums gotta be awesome. Yeah. And uh, 
And then we go back and it's like, oh, if the bass track is great, like keep it. You know, if the guitar track is good, keep it. Um, but usually I'm just like, nah, I want to redo the guitars. So I just kind of redo all the guitars. And then I'm always putting like, I want to put like a donker or a shaker or something like that in there too. Mm-hmm. And then I go back and record all the vocals, you know. Did you play... You play drums too, right? I do. Yeah. yeah. You were the drummer in Piss. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what, right. You, what was Piss? This was, was a. Uh, <laughs> I, I I thought of it as a band, but I think the other guys thought it was an art uh, performance art sure. piece. You know. Yeah. Uh, so Patrick Rock was the singer, and Matt Green was the guitar player, and I played drums. And, um, yeah, it was kind of. Uh, it was weird because I was the youngest and the smallest uh-huh. person in physically, the band. Physically yeah, yeah. tiny compared to two, three hundred pound, <laughs> like you know, seven foot tall monsters and uh, big, nice dudes. Yeah, yeah, but they're very scary. <laughs> yeah. You know, still Matt Green it made scares it, yeah, me a little it made bit. A, it made for a sort of uh, an intimidating, really presence, intimidating. Think, yeah. Right? And uh, I've I've had more gear broken in that band than any, but I didn't break any of it either. It was mostly Matt breaking all my stuff. And <laughs> wait, did you you all went to you went to Reykjavik? Once, yeah, right. Will you remind me? I think I might have even talked about this on an episode before, just because somebody was telling me about going to Europe as like a performance artist or something. Uh huh. And oh, it was uh, it was Michael Portnoy. He's like this sort of goofy, funny performance artist guy who does all this comedy thing. But he was talking about going to Iceland in particular and how. How different engaging with the public there was oh, than yeah. any other place you've been in his life. What it's did a what did you guys, place? But you guys had a burger stand too. Is that was it a <laughs> well? So the idea was wrong. Maybe I, maybe I misremembered. No, no, no. <laughs> it's pretty. It was called American Meat LLC. Right? Yeah, LLC. yeah, American Meat LLC. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so Rock had the performance art piece, and then Matt was like his assistant, and there was only me left. For yeah. the band, so yeah. he was like, "It's like a 400 round trip ticket to Reykjavik." So he's like, "Just come out and we'll play shows too." So we played like five or six shows in Reykjavik, and um, yeah, they did this American Meat thing, which was ill received, if I remember right. They were gonna, they were trying to get it's like a burger truck. Well, they were originally, if I remember, I right, trying to get frozen uh, puffins. And then get a giant like wood chipper, and then like throw these dead the bird. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently they eat like a traditional or sometime in the past traditional thing was to eat puffin. Whoa! So Rock was gonna. This, this is how I remember it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No one would let it happen. Like the government was like, no, you're not doing that. So then it was gonna get. It was supposed to be like footballs painted like puffins that he was throwing in. Okay. And then it was like you can't get that many footballs out there. And then, um, yeah, they just had a meat stand of some sort where they were like carting, like pushing it around with like a big bell. It was super obnoxious. Like people, just, we were just very the, just ill the Americans received. rolling in. Oh yeah, <laughs> people were not stoked. When they were even less like 20, stoked on piss. 2010. Yeah, yeah it must have been like that, right. It was yeah. a while ago. Yeah, how the shows were not people. It was it. weird, you know. People <laughs> think of Icelandic people as like these. I don't know, like kind, kind of fairy, because they see like Bjork and like sure. what's the Cigarettes or something yeah. else. They're like, yeah, yeah. oh, they're so these dreamy. Speak, they speak Hopelandic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They're they're these dreamy, like the elves and uh, oh, they're like Northern European, like island, like segregate. Oh, they're, they're just insane. They're yeah. giant, mostly racist. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I. I mean, these are, this is all a joke, you know. I figure, uh, but you know, it's like 
very much like no, but they're just, they're weird. Not, yeah, they're like any other place that's like isolated or not isolated. Yeah, if you're, it's just States, a bunch it's, yeah. of like big like skinhead white people that. Yeah, it was it was weird. Like I had long hair, I was skinny, I was shorter than most people, and like you know, 2011 tight pants, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a purple shirt, and it's like a oh, faggot, 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 you know, no, like everywhere, yeah. you know. So, uh, <laughs> Wait, I mean, did you guys play like you played proper sh- like were bands? Oh, we just played at bars. You? No, it was just like just, a headlining tour. Oh, they were like, well, tonight we have some entertainment. Yeah, and people hated it if I remember right, and people it was were pretty abrasive though, right? Oh, super abrasive, <laughs> and like you know, Patrick would get almost naked, and he's giant and like long hair. And people, you know, people there are, like, super aggressive, too. Like, it's very, like, masculine, kind of misogynistic, like, at least it was back then. Then the, you know, that uh, volcano erupted. So I don't know what it's like over there after that. But, um... Which is really funny, because Pat's, like... Pat is, like, visually seems like that type of person but is actually like a very like super liberal super like, super, like super, feminist yeah, like very yeah. like no 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 does well we make, all are you know like, and it, he used to yell at me because I would like make an off color joke when I was younger and he'd just be like dude get like check yourself yeah and I was like I'm sorry and like <laughs> he was like mentoring me and things like yeah. that but yeah if you just stumbled across him in a punk band called Piss yeah the day well I'm Matt Green me. too especially <laughs> you know I mean those guys <laughs> yeah they're just big kind of intimidating people big but, dude yeah but yeah so it was super fun and like you know everybody kind of got naked and played crappy songs and it was loud and fast yeah. and uh, I got my wallet all my like my wallet stolen the first show some guy came oh. up on stage and like stole my wallet and I had no money so I was just eating like lamb hot dogs the entire time I feel and, like I maybe saw uh I feel like I saw a Facebook post or something while yeah. you were there that was just like well I was just Rob blind playing show. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing left. The best part was at the end, uh, rock. So, it, like, a customary thing was to, like, a, like on Friday and Saturdays, like, if you got a beer in, like, a pint glass, you, like, you go outside, drink it, and when you're done, it was, like, the manly thing to do is, like, smash it on the ground. Cool. So, like, the streets are just covered in <laughs> broken glass, and in the morning, there's, like, a little R2-D2 robot that goes around, like, town just sweeping Whoa. up glass. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Greener told me something, like, people go super hard on the weekend. Oh, it's or something. insane. Like, they, just, they, like, work the whole week, and then it's just, yeah. like... Just like, it's scary. No rule. It's, it's like super. Yeah, um. exactly. So then, uh, so Patrick had this microphone cord that was like, you know, 50 feet long or something. Yeah. So, and he's barefoot in his underwear and he's just like crashing through the crowd, throwing tables, goes outside, immediately steps on oh, like yeah, huge yeah, pieces yeah. of glass, oh. keeps performing. He's bleeding everywhere. End of the show. And he's hammered drunk as always. And, uh, he had to go to the hospital and get all this glass removed from his foot. I mean, Giant pieces of glass. God. And um, so he goes to the hospital. But it's probably free, right? Are they so no. no. So this is what was so funny. He goes. So we're going to dispel some myths. Yeah. About, at least at know. the time. Yeah. You know. So he goes to the hospital. <laughs> they take out the glass, sew it up, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be however much. He's like, well, you know, I've got this insurance. They're like, we don't take that insurance. He's like, sure. it's okay. I'm a professor at, you know, PSU. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like a plan. You know, it's like he's a professional. Yeah, yeah. They're like, no. Like, you need to pay us like however much it was. I don't remember. It's like monopoly money here. Right. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Right. So they uh, they're like, we're not giving you like you need to leave right now. We're not giving you any painkillers for oh. this pain. So the painkillers are wearing off, and you know in Europe, 
and and especially in Iceland, a painkiller is not like a U.S. painkiller. It is like it's like a roll aid, you know, uh-huh. that you get. It's like a fizzy water thing, oh. and that's like your painkiller for your arm gets chopped off, you get a roll aid. Sounds like know? an opiate. No, it's just like, like yeah, it's just. So he went out and bought this giant bullet of whiskey, and he just had it in his, and he just had this like giant crest wood. coat, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had this giant uh, trench coat, and this big like Russian fur hat, and he was just walking around the streets, just chugging whiskey, had it under his pillow. Um, that's it was his like only painkiller the entire time. That sounds like a. It was insane. That sounds like a wild mini tour. Yeah, to do five I, shows. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't, you know, and I may, I'm probably over-exaggerating all of this oh, a lot, sure, and I'm yeah, well. probably being way more, like, racist than, uh, up towards Icelandic people than, than it was actually, but... he racist towards Icelandic people. Right, yeah, I guess that's not. Yeah. The fish, amazing, though. Yeah? The monkfish, they've yeah. got this fish that's like a giant, flat, pancake, frog kind of fish that lives on the bottom of the ocean, and when you see one in real life, they're just disgusting. Terrifying. It looks like... A frog yeah. that's been like melted. It's like brown and it's got its eyes on like one side of its oh, head. Like I teeth. Have, it's like an angler fish. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah. uh, it's amazing though. I mean, it's like the buttery scallop kind of delicious fish. But they also eat some kind of like rancid poisonous shark there oh, too. Yeah. The haggis. Or, no, not haggis. That's something else. No, that's from, but I've heard of the fermented shark. I've yeah, the fermented this. shark. Yeah. I can't remember what. It's not haggis. That's something from Highlander I don't know I feel like that's Scottish maybe yeah that's like but I don't really know sheep guts or something haggis yeah what's the the poisonous shark these poisonous shark though I just watched Shark Week and they they lived they they killed one to test its body to see how long they live because it's apparently one of the longest living fish Uh these things live like 600 years no they do because their body is full of like (laughs) (laughs) some kind of yeah, like it. Uh, I can't remember something, but yeah. Apparently, they like they're like we killed the oldest animal on the face of the earth just to find out how old it is. Oh well, that's you know. Yeah, there's like, probably another one. Yeah, they're like, wow, this fish saw the Civil War. You know, I was just in I was just in D.C. over the weekend, and uh, we went to where, oh, we went to the zoo. Like the DC Zoo is free, uh-huh. and they had mole rats. Oh yeah, like they had a meet the animals moment. Don't those live a long time? Yeah, the mole rats were thirty years old. <laughs> the guy was like, "They've been here since before most of the employees." And he had these little, you know, they're those little naked and their teeth come yeah, out of the head, the teeth, forehead, yeah, or no something. Hair. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like, "They're thirty-two, you know." And I was like, "These are like millennial cusp, <laughs> possibly Gen X mole rats." Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably not woke. <laughs> um, so, the, uh, so the rest of where do you you're going to Detroit and then where else do you have to go on this tour uh, then we can go play some like you know because once you get to Detroit it's just kind of a weird mad dash to get back to LA because okay. you know the drives are long the, the cities are you know not all bands go through there right. so it's not like well, you know you're talking like Milwaukee and and yeah you know, Minneapolis is cool. Milwaukee can be cool. We play the Triple Rock. I only know Turf that Club or something a, in Minneapolis. There's a No Effect song. Oh, oh. Double, the Triple Rock. I've never been to Minneapolis. I see. Yeah. Minneapolis is cool. The Turf Club's really great. We're not playing there this time. There's another bar we're playing that's supposed to be cool. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, then it's like South Dakota playing the records. There's like a cool record store there, and then playing Denver and uh, hopefully in Vegas. We always play Vegas, which is. I don't think many bands have like a really good time in Vegas. We have a fucking blast every time. I used to go a lot when I lived in Arizona, and I always had a pretty fucking good time. Yeah. If you just go in with a sense of humor about Las Vegas, right? Like, this is a. I this feel like, place is a joke to begin with. Yeah. Like, sorry to any of my Vegas listeners. Yeah. But like, come on. Dude, Vegas and Reno, I feel like it's one of those places, like, you can't be, like, a serious indie, you know, or, like, a serious rock and roll band. These these bands that have, like, you know, photos where they're all in, like, pea coats, like, looking different directions for their press photos. You can't be a band like that. You have no. to be a band called Guantanamo Baywatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just be, like trying to get as many tequila shots from the crowd as possible like yeah. then people in Vegas respond to that you know I knew some kids growing up moved to I feel like some kids that were in bands around me in high school and stuff and they ended up in Vegas yeah know? um they got swole swole and like all, uh, they just roids got, yeah kind of well Yoked? I, think, no, I think they just maybe got just, into work and that <laughs> yeah. might be organic but right. they they were all in like bands that were like uh, Avenged Sevenfold oh, or sure. like Falling in Reverse. Right. Like anything that was like. Like emotional punk? Yes, very technically proficient, but just horrendously bad music. Yeah. But you were like, how are you all so good at your instruments and yet you cannot write a fucking song that isn't. Yeah. Like. The crazy thing about those bands. To if you've ever seen one of those bands. They have guitar pedals, which are effects that you uh-huh. run your guitar through, and I've they have three hundred of these things, yeah. each of them. Yeah, yeah. And I can't. I have maybe like four or five pedals. Sure. I can't make any of them sound good. Mm-hmm. I try because I'm like in a professional band now. Yeah, yeah. And you're supposed to have those, um, but I don't know how they. I don't even know how you have that many. You got to hook, hook them up in different ways. What's up? Okay. I'm gonna go to a bar with nobody, Steven. So we go. We went to uh, went played a Tufts University in Boston for a Halloween frat party, and um, yeah, <laughs> great way to start a story. Um, and there was this drug dealer that lived at this frat house. That uh, this weird guy in this like kind of bondage outfit, and he had this like pacemaker that I thought was part of his costume, but really it was just a fucking pacemaker. Wait, like, was this, wait, was this Halloween? Yeah, Halloween. Oh. So I thought it was part of his costume. Because okay. he had this kind of leathered thing, like ball gag thing. But anyways, he was selling MDMA out of his uh, room upstairs, and our landlord, James, um, flew to Tufts to come see us play at a house party. James is completely insane. You know James, right? James Pereira. Just a psychopath. He's got a big beard. That Dave's at wait from yeah. where? He lives in Portland. He's like our, he was that, our landlord. He owned that big mansion that we all lived in for for like three or four years. Where was it? He went to PNCA. Also. What neighborhood was it in? Uh, we lived in Southeast, like on. This may have been after you left. We we he was like a Facebook employee. He got all this money, and then we like he bought a house. <laughs> Chevelle conned him into buying a house, and then we lived at the house. What, what was the? This isn't even the story. What was it by? Though? Wait, what was it by? It was by Colonel Sumner's Park. That name sounds super familiar. You'd know him. He's just a funny, bizarre. I know his name. That's why it sounds yeah. familiar. He's got like a big beard. He's kind of short, and he's like kind of autistic. He's like huh. just insane. Drinks like a fish. Good lord. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I, I love him. He's oh, a good so guy. your landlord was a peer. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. He, 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 him and Chevelle like, dated when they were like 15 or something. Okay. So anyways, that's not even the story. But anyways, he, he flew out because he just got all this money. Yeah. And then so he flew out. He's like, I don't want to spend Halloween alone. So we went. He ended up stealing all these drugs from this guy. <laughs> and, and then it promptly, he got blacked out, fell in a bush. We had to lock him in the van because he was going insane. So we didn't know he had stolen all these drugs. Party was over, like all these kids were just passed out, and for some reason we, well, because we had stolen these drugs from this guy, were up all night just destroying their house, just like throwing, throwing stuff at their, you know, yeah, they had like all those, you know, when like kids drink a bunch of booze and they stack all the bottles yeah, yeah, up on yeah, the thing yeah, to prove how much they've drank, yeah. like knocking that shit over. Anyway, so he had all these drugs, so he lost them, and. Uh, couldn't find him, so it was like fine. The drugs that he stole, he lost. The st- drugs he stole, he lost. So we're driving all. He, so he took the rest of the trip with us. We drove all through America. Drove through like when you go through to Arizona or New Mexico, where they have like those like drug, you know, the border patrol stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. Even even like three four hours north of the border. Right, like, exactly dogs, those ones. Yeah. 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 So and we yeah, always get stopped at those. Of course. I can't remember if we got stopped that time, but you know, we we drove through all that stuff. We get to Vegas. We're unloading. We find all the drugs oh, in God. the van after we drove them all through, driven all through the country. So super dangerous, very stupid. Um, I guess though you were you were acting like people who didn't have drugs, right? Which probably helped yeah. you to not get in trouble. Yeah, I guess so. To not know means that your kind of confidence level, was yeah, was high. Was yeah, when people were like, "Well, they obviously they wouldn't be." <laughs> the dogs be didn't like smell. This. Yeah. So, anyways, we get to Vegas play the show find the drugs we just happened to get like a $40 room at a ho- what, rock and roll hotel or what, world ro- what is it the uh, I don't know you know like the one the chain that's like the cafe hard rock? hard rock hotel so we get all these drugs do like all of them at the hard rock hotel which is the best place to do a bunch of MDMA sure, because giant neon guitar oh like it's glowing. so cool they yeah. had like you know, like Rob Zombie's jacket, you know, like Whoa. it was, you know, they had all this fake, they have a bunch of fake memorabilia, like, you know, Johnny Ramone's guitar, which has like a Misfits patch on it, or, you know, a sticker. It's like, yeah. that's definitely not Johnny Ramone's guitar. <laughs> like his jeans, it's not his jeans, you know, they all this bullshit. His NRA membership card. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he like a shitty Yeah, I, right yeah, guy? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's my favorite Ramon. He's by the only Ramon who got red pilled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the worst and the best. Um, so, but yeah, so we just went through there. Ended up like partying with all these like Afghanistan vets. You know, like these guys had been fighting in oh. Afghanistan. and They got back to Vegas, and they were just like, "Did you do some like PTSD therapy with the MDMA with them?" I <laughs> what was going on? I had my my BVDs on. I did the <laughs> uh, no, I. <laughs> what is it? It's like a naked gun joke, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, so I don't remember the rest of it. But it was just bizarre. And yeah, I guess it's not that great of a story. A drug, you know, we did some drugs. That's not really usually a good story. It's pretty incredible, though, to interstate smuggle drugs that's, from yeah. to Las Vegas and then, you know, find them there. Though, yeah. And then meet some Afghan vets. Yeah. That was, I don't know if you call them Afghan. They're not, yeah, they're not Afghani. They're, they're not uh, Afghani vets. They're, I guess, American or yeah. something. But, uh, yeah, so that was bizarre. Vegas, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Anytime. I hope you guys have a great rest of your tour. Yeah, I hope and, uh, people uh, don't take anything I've said the wrong way. I don't. I don't think they will. Yeah. Cool. 
All right, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Well, they can't see the handshake, so that's okay. <laughs>